When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason LaConfora, an Odyssey Sports original. Welcome to the big week three edition of Baldy's Breakdowns, where we take you through everything going on in the NFL and also get you set for the games upcoming this weekend. As always, we come to you courtesy of our friends at Odyssey. I am Jason Lockenfora at Jason Lockenfora on Twitter. I have the honor of being joined by my buddy Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL to um, do this weekly exercise that we enjoy so much, and we we hope you do as well. And and if so, let us know, rate, review, subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. And this week, we're certainly going to be reflecting on a few of the big games. From week two, like uh, Baltimore KC, like the Chargers Cowboys, uh, like the Titans and Seahawks. Um, Baldy has some concerns league wide about the state of quarterbacking, how much coaches are willing to do from a protection and schematic standpoint to incubate their quarterbacks. And we already know the state of offensive line play around the league is not great. So we will have a discussion about that and then we will also get you guys primed for some of the big week three matchups like saints patriots like rams bucks uh chargers and chiefs a big divisional game titans and colts a big divisional game and we'll talk about the thursday night matchup between uh matt rules upstart carolina panthers and the perennially uh hurting houston texans um but baldy let's start with 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 the the big takeaway from the week which is too many quarterbacks taking too many kill shots with too much regularity, and it's it's already threatening um, the competitive balance of some of these teams and 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 their ability to do what they want to do uh, because these quarterbacks, in many cases, are going to be out for a while. In other cases, are going to be limited. Oh yeah, and they added a week to the schedule, Baldy. So you, you've got a bigger marathon right. than ever to get through. Well, you know, I'm, I'm joining you here today, Jason. Good to be with you again um, from the third floor. Uh, NFL films and you know here Wednesday morning when we're taping this I've gotten through just about every game and it is I texted Kurt Warner last week about this Jason I'm like does everybody have to live in these empty sets with these short edges and these coordinators that are staying up all night trying to see how they can get somebody to the quarterback as quickly as possible and it's just too much you know I mean Bill Parcells something. Bill Parcells said something, you know, that just resonated with me years ago, when he was talking about, uh, you know, the quarterbacks and what we're getting, and he said, "Look, the the NFL can only take what the college game gives us. So the college game is giving us all these spread offenses. I mean, the Big Twelve is nothing but one big spread offense, and you know that's why one of the reasons why the quarterbacks are, you know, outside of Baker, really, and, you know, it's been very questionable." if these guys are NFL players and you could say system, but it is, it's, you know, it's, they, they play fast, they spread you out. 
You got your inside receivers or outside receivers. And all that has crept into the NFL. And that's what the NFL is now. I mean, when they say it's a passing league, that's what it is. But with that, you know, we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick go down. We saw, uh, you know, Tyra, uh, you know, Taylor go down. Uh, we saw Andy Dalton go down. I mean, we see all these guys go down. And then we don't know what the status right now is of David Carr or Ben Roethlisberger. Baker got banged up. I mean, we lost five quarterbacks in week two. Like, we're just – we're not out of September yet. Now – you know, I mean, these guys are going to return in time, but we're at the backups and we're not out of September. And I don't think it's going to get a lot better. And so I'm sitting here and I'm watching these games and I'm like, it's like Dallas got Zach Martin back, Ty, you know, Tyron Smith, they ran it a bunch. And, you know, it was the right approach against the Chargers. And, you know, Dak, you know, he barely got hit in that game. Joey Boza wasn't a factor. And they won a tight game and a good game and a well-played game. But, you know, they got their running game cranked up. And that's what these teams have got to figure out that you can't. I don't care if you're throwing bubble screens and all these coaches. Well, you know, it's just a handoff. Well, not when your quarterback's getting hit, it isn't, Jason. And right. so, you know, you see Tua go down, empty set, right tackle smoked. Um, he's on the ground. It's, it's, it's just too much. And – these coordinators that are kind of seeing this and these head coaches that are seeing this, um, you better figure out a way to protect your quarterback better than they're getting protected right now. That Zach Wilson is an unbelievable talent, Jason. Yes. Like God bless him. Yeah. God bless yeah. that kid. Um, Cause he's already taken a beating, you know, in the first two weeks, yeah. what Max Crosby and the Raiders did to Ben, like, 10 QB hit Najee Harris running the football right now. Yeah. Because yeah. Ben's not surviving. I mean, Max Crosby's hit quarterbacks 10 times in two weeks. Um, that guy's on a mission. But you know, but you gotta, you know, you better have a plan for these guys. Well, it sounds like you you are of the mindset that from a, a, a tactic standpoint, some of these uh coaches and coordinators are being a little too cavalier about their willingness to to just Way spread everybody out with no extra protection and live in five wide, empty set, shotgun, live or die? I think so, Jason. I mean, you know, look, Aaron Rodgers, you know, can do it. Put Aaron Jones out there. But he's got guys that can win quickly. He knows where to go with the ball. Um, but we have seen Aaron take his share of hits in his league. Sure. We've seen him banged up. Now he's – they're doing – but that coach up there, Matt LaFleur – I mean, that's a tight end-based offense. They run the ball uh, with two backs. They play with two backs, uh, you know, and one of Aaron Jones's, you know, touchdown runs. You know, A.J. Dillon's the lead back. Um, but they, they, you know, even though they got some explosive plays and they're in a dogfight for the first half against Detroit, um, that style of football is they, they still – get back to the running game. You know, Aaron Jones ran it 17 times. A.J. Dillon got some carries. They didn't run for a lot of yards. They got a bunch of young kids in there trying to figure things out in the middle of that offensive line. But it's, it's you know, you can protect with some play action to a degree. But if you just live in these empty sets the way these teams are, I mean, it's just a matter of time before these quarterbacks are just going to take one hit too many. Well, and Joey Burrow was kind of the face of this last year, right? And they went down no in a while. Right yes. 
And then like, I was going to Chicago say, banged him around all day yes. long last week, Jason. Yes, the three straight. Like I, like I saw him get up, and I, I actually wrote this down in a note. He he looked old at age twenty two. Yeah. He looked or twenty three. He, he he looked old getting up from Akeem Hicks taking him down to the ground. He he got up like a thirty five year old at one point. You know he's in his second season. He hasn't played sixteen games yet. So. Um, they, they can they can be very guilty of that. And as much as you go, okay, we got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase and we got all this, like stop it. Like you that that kid's not gonna like he takes another beating like he did against Chicago. I I don't know what the future is. Yeah. They are trying to stay balanced, I feel like. You know, uh Mixon, I know it's only two weeks, is second in in the NFL in, in rushing. Um, but their personnel up front give me pause and yeah, anytime there's not somebody extra in there to help at least a little bit, whether it's a back or a tight end, you, you have to kind of you have to kind of cringe a little bit, Baldy. Um, you you mentioned uh, Dallas there. That game against the Chargers was certainly one of the the more entertaining games. Low scoring, weird penalties. Chargers kind of charging, right? Chargers keep taking their own points off the board. That's a good way to say it. I mean, Herbert, Herbert, you know, how about that? Th- the 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 thirty yard bullet downfield that gets erased uh, yeah. because of penalty. It just seemed like one thing after another. Back, yes, Jason. yes. I think they had two. You know, they had twelve penalties for hundred yards. Um, they have they have three. In two weeks now, they have three red zone turnovers. You had the interception in the end zone last week. You had two against the Washington football team. Um, they look dynamic at times. Mm-hmm. And then the penalties and turnovers are killing them right now. And they were – they very easily could have handled the Cowboys in that game. Um, touchdowns called back, red zone, you know, interception in the end zone, all that stuff. The receiver fell down now. I'm not putting it all on Justin Herbert. Uh, but still, uh, you know, these these are critical mistakes. I I kind of, you know, I, I'm watching Dallas's final drive, and, you know, they settled for a 56-yard field goal. Yeah. They they really – I don't know what the mentality – Kellen Moore is a really gifted coordinator and gifted play caller. Uh, I really like him and some of the things he does. does. But, you know, they, they ran the ball in the final two minutes to get in position, but still – it's like they didn't get aggressive really with the ball at all. And I know Amari was out and, you know, maybe that had a factor, but I mean, that, that's, you know, you're, you're, you're settling for a 56 yard field goal or else you're going to overtime. That seems like it, it's a little dicey. Yeah, it, it does. It was an entertaining game, a uh, compelling game, but, but not particularly Chris with Dallas. Does it look to you at all? Like Pollard is becoming a little more of the main thing, and and Zeke is the short yardage, get the you know vulture the touchdown run, and be the closer kind of guy. I I just wonder if there's a little bit of a changing of the guard going on, especially um, when they want to run that that offense at tempo. Well, the first touchdown you know was to Pollard on a fly sweep. Zeke was in there, but they had both backs on the field. His out, you know, he's got better quickness. Then Zeke, Zeke's got more power. But, you know, Zach Martin was in the lineup for the first time since last November. And, you know, Zeke said this two weeks ago when Zach was going to miss the opening game of the season. He said, that's our best player. So when you watch this game last week, I mean, literally every run, even CeeDee Lamb running the ball from the backfield, they run behind Zach. I mean, he's just a dominant player. And 
I mean, every run, whether it starts to left, comes back behind number 70. And the, all the explosive runs by uh, by Tony Pollard were behind uh, Zach Martin. And so his ability to, like, to get into the hole and then bounce it outside, like, it's, it's, it's real. And, uh, you know, Jerry Jones commented on it this week. And so I, you, you might see more of Pollard. I'm not sure. I, I mean, Zeke is still going to start. He's an excellent right. protector. He's still a very good receiver. But you could see a more balanced approach to those two guys where Pollard gets a whole series and, and he gets a chance. Because he, you know, he had three explosive runs in that game, and that's something that Zeke has not given you now in two years. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's something to keep an eye on. Well, those Chargers. One, one, thing, one thing about yeah. just real quick here, Jay. Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking about this. You know, Tony Pollard. I mean, these running backs at a Memphis now, whether it's you know Pollard or yes. Henderson with the Rams starting, or Antonio Gibson, or you know this rookie with the Eagles right now, game. Gainwell. I mean, they're all Memphis kids. They're all. I mean, that school's got four big time running backs, three starting, yeah, in, or, or playing a big role in the NFL right now. I mean, you know, you think of Alabama and Georgia, hey. you know, come to school LSU, but I mean, these this that school is putting out these these really good running backs. Um, no, that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, well, those Chargers face the Chiefs in a big AFC West matchup. Uh, that division has been pretty impressive overall. Kansas City, though, comes in off a heartbreaking loss to the Ravens. Uh, when they had that drive to start the second half, Baldy, to reestablish, uh, I think, an 11-point lead. I don't know about you, but I was thinking that's lights out. And they, they end up, um, you know, uh, away for, for the Ravens. Their, their rookie first-round pick forces uh, a big turnover. Um, actually two and the worm turned and that home crowd was nuts and Baltimore won. Um, just wondering your observations about the chiefs. One of my takeaways is look to me like they could have used Chris Jones on the inside, Paul D and not the outside. Cause all of a sudden after not being able to run the ball inside the way they would have liked against the, the, the Raiders, um, the Ravens had all kinds of joy with it against the chiefs. It was a, it was a wildly entertaining game. There was so much star power on that on that field on both sides of the ball. I mean, you know, obviously the quarterbacks are the quarterbacks. But, you know, you got Marlon Humphrey out there, you know, covering. And, you know, you got Tyron Matthew with a pick six. And, you know, I mean, it was unbelievable. And then if you go down even to the last play where Lamar, you know, on fourth down, they yes. keep him on the field. I mean, the Chiefs, they couldn't get – they didn't get lined up right, Jason. No. Like they leave this huge gap. I'm I'm just looking at Lamar, and Lamar's like going, I could take this ball anywhere. I've got you know I've got basically eight tackles on the field. Um, I I could just find a hole, and he's looking right at this huge gap, and nobody on the Chiefs is getting them lined up, and he runs right over you know the left tackle, left tight end, and there's a huge gap there, and that's right where he went. That's where Ricard went, and I'm thinking they're just not you know. They are a big play defense. They've got players. Yeah. But they're not a great defense. And, you know, they made the Ravens with, the you know, another just juggled offensive line. You called it last week on the podcast. You know, Villanova going to left tackle. Yeah. Well, he looked yeah. much, much better, Jason. Yes. You know, you, you could tell he's a left-handed guy. 
Um, right side, it might it might be a work. Yeah. But you know, you see, you know, big countries out there at left guard, and yep. you know, they, yep. they you know, and they got back to their you know to their uh, to to their identity, and you know, Lamar gets you know he gets rid of that kryptonite thing that you know he'd been talking about. Uh, but it, you know, if, if if the Chiefs get lined up, maybe they don't convert to fourth down. I mean, anytime you put the ball in Mahomes' hand at the end of the game, no matter how much time is left, like, good luck. You got a problem. You, know, you got a problem. So, you know, but like, uh, you know, the Chiefs offense, I mean, look, Clyde Edwards, like they've got all these rookies up there. This Trey Smith at right guard, I mean, Zach Martin's the best right guard in football. Trey Smith was the second best right guard wow. in football this week. The guy literally must have knocked 10 Ravens down like pancakes. Um, he's so powerful. He's got unbelievable potential. He didn't get beat the whole day. Um, so, you know, but there's still a real work in progress with five new linemen trying to figure out the runs, the timing with Clyde edwards alaire That's not there yet. Um, nobody could cover Jason Kelsey in the league. Uh, you know, I mean, it was just, it was a tremendous game. And it came down to a fourth and one to decide the game. I mean, what Owe did um, was amazing. He's an amazing talent. We and, and that's one thing about this league right now, Jason, is there's so many good rookies in yeah. this class. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all over the place, every game, you're seeing rookie contributions. It used to be, you know, put the rookies in bubble wrap, give them a red shirt year. Right. You know, right. get them ready. For, but, you know, Owe is an amazing player and Wink knows how to use him. And, uh, you know, he's going to be a factor for that football team. Well, what do you make of this Chiefs Chargers um, matchup, Baldy, spinning it forward? Uh, we know that Herbert's pretty pretty fearless. We know that he does have a left tackle. Um, I like what they're doing with Austin Eckler. Um, High-scoring game, low-scoring game. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I did the they, – they played week two last year uh, at SoFi Stadium, an empty SoFi Stadium. And I, I announced the game, went into overtime. Hunt, uh, Butker, Harrison Butker, the field goal kicker, kicked a 58 or 59 yarder to win it in overtime. I kind of feel like whoever has the ball last in this game can win this game. Uh, you know, I mean, this, I think Joey Boza, you know, he kind of got shut out last week. They, you know, yeah. they had a good game plan for him. I don't know that Joey Boza can get shut out two weeks in a row. We'll see how he can affect things. Uh, Asante Samuel's a heck of a player. I mean, it's great players all over the place in this game. And two quarterbacks that can throw it and run it and extend plays. Um, I, I I think the Chargers are a really good football team. Uh, if they keep turning the ball over, the Chiefs will run away with this thing. If they don't turn it over and take care of it, I, th- I think uh, this is going to go right down to the wire. Yeah, I think this could be a, a hell of a ball game, no doubt. No doubt about it. You you mentioned the Ravens getting back to their identity in week two. It seemed like the Tennessee Titans did as well, Baldy. I'm watching that game, yeah. and at one point, uh, pretty well into it, Henry's got nine carries for 18 yards, and I'm thinking this is going to be, uh, you know, I'm I'm watching a rerun of last week. Like they're not they're not getting him um, enough of a lather here. It's 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 not enough of a consistent workload to let him do his thing. And then, sure enough. Uh, he took that game over in the second half. They got yep. a, a huge win over Seattle on the road. Seattle helped them out with some stupid penalties late. Um, but that seems to be something that 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 is a little bit baked into their cake. 
Um, now we get a Titans-Colts matchup where I, I don't like to throw the term around must win that often, Baldy, but um, the Colts better win a football game soon. They've got one of those injured quarterbacks you were talking about. Um, boy, oh boy, and their schedule is 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 pretty tough here moving forward. Um, how do you size this one up? Well, you're right about Derrick Henry. He had 35 yards rushing at the half, Jason, like 13 carries, 35 yards. When Fred Swain caught that long bomb from uh, Russell Wilson to go up 30 to 16, yeah. you know, two plays later, Tennessee handed it off to Derrick Henry. He went 60 yards. Um, and a classic Derrick Henry run, which he's been doing it since high school, where he's just the most difficult guy to tackle in football in a long, long time once he gets going. I mean, you can't get to his body because his, he's so big, his arms are so long, that when he puts a stiff arm out on you, you can't physically get to his waist or his legs. And he goes 60 yards, they get right back in the game. And so uh, – that's that's what that's the challenge for this Colts team, and I think one of the disappointing parts. I mean, the quarterback, the offensive line has been really struggling for Indianapolis. I mean, Eric Fisher starts, he goes out. Braden Smith is out. You know, um, you know they're they're juggling tackles in there. Uh, you know, they're they're not what we have come to see. Although I thought Quentin Nelson did a really good job against Aaron Donald for the most part when he was up against him. Yeah. But he, Aaron Donald destroyed everybody else he went against in a game. And ultimately, uh, Carson Wentz gets his legs bent backwards because of Aaron Donald. And he's not going to be around for a while. Uh, you know, you can put a rookie in there this week. I don't expect a lot from Jacob Eason. I don't know how you protect him. Jonathan Taylor, if he could run, you know, if he was running it better than he is, if they were playing better up front. Right. I'd say that's, you know, that's the remedy right now. But, uh, you know, but this, this is the NFL. Uh, the defense has to play better for Indianapolis. I mean, they were a top 10 defense last year, and they don't look like it right now. And so uh, that's they've got to get back to playing much better football defensively. And uh, that that'd be a good place to start if you're going to try to turn things around right now. Yeah, and when when you know they're kind of uh, um, you know adherent to those cover two, you know Tampa two principles, but when you keep seeing wide receivers getting behind their safeties and you know what I mean? And they're, they're well, I mean, supposed Cooper to be predicated on taking that stuff away. It's like, what are we doing here? Well, Cooper cup is still open. I mean, yeah. guy, the guy was yeah. open all day and you knew, I mean, but you know who Cooper cup is, you know, third downs, red zone, um, you know, the ball is going to him. So, you know, I just didn't feel like they had a good plan no. for him. I mean, he's their They have five guys that can go get it, but he's, he's the guy. And they, you know, and I feel like some days, like if Sean McVay was coaching the Golden State Warriors, he could call a great play right, to get Steph right. Curry open. Right. I mean, right. you know, I mean, he's a master. But all right, I mean, that's the chess match. Like if you take Cooper Cup out of the passing game and make Robert Woods or you know, I mean, Tyler Higby, whoever, beat you, okay, make him beat you. But you can't let Cooper Cup, you know, play after play after play, just you know, and in the end zone, make these plays against you. Like, like that's the game plan. Affect Matt Stafford and take Cooper Cup out. They're not a great running football team. It's not a great offensive line. They, they, you know, they balance it up as much as much as they could. But they've got one star player two weeks in a row now. Yeah. They haven't been able to cover Cooper Cup. 
Well, Cooper Cup and Sean McVay and that Rams team face the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Bucks, and Tom Brady. Um, was kind of a tale of three games for Tampa last week. They ran Atlanta out of the gym. Um, the, the Falcons had a about a, a, I don't know, a 10-minute period of time where all of a sudden they made a run, and then Tom Brady stepped on their neck again. And and uh, and 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 ended. And Mike Edwards finished yeah. it out. Yeah. Any any chance of a of a comeback was quickly uh, eradicated. And the Bucks have that. They can do that. They can turn it on and turn it off if need be. Um, where do you what do you what do you see in this one? Um, where do do you have a lean, Baldy? Well, it'll be interesting. You know, uh, Jalen Ramsey this year uh, is is playing all over the place. He's playing out of his mind. Uh, finished the game and, you know, clinched the game on Sunday with an interception at the end. Um, I think he's still running around, you know, the uh, the Dome in Indianapolis right now celebrating. But um, it'll be interesting to see how they play Jalen in this game. Like, do they put him on Mike Evans and say, okay, let's shut Mike Evans down. But, you know, there's Chris Godwin, there's Antonio Brown, and, of course, there's Gronk that nobody seems to be able to cover right now. Yeah. So Tom Brady has thrown nine touchdown passes uh, so far this this uh, this year, and he makes it look just far too easy. JC. I mean, it just looks far too easy. I mean, the five touchdown passes last week. I mean, it's just a numbers game. If Mike Evans is left one on one, the ball's going to Mike Evans. If play action gets your linebackers to get sucked up, the ball's going to Gronk. Like, there's just so many options, and the offensive line is really good. So that's a challenge, uh, you know, and I'm sure that Bruce Arians and his staff will, you know, really study Aaron Donald and all the different places that they're deploying him right now um, because they're just trying to get him to win as many matchups as, as he can. Right. Um, you know, and so, you know, how do you handle him? That's That'll burn the midnight oil because the Rams, I say it all the time, they are – built around their superstars. And when their superstars play big like they did Sunday in Indianapolis, they win. And if, you know, somebody is a little bit off, then then they they really get challenged. But to me, the Bucks, they don't have a weakness right. uh, on the team. I know they're giving up passing yards right now. They've, they, they've got a bunch of injuries, Sean Murphy, Bunny. They have a bunch of guys out. But, uh, you know, there's no excuse for them. Uh, they, they just are the best team right now. And so this is a great early season challenge for the Rams, the NFC West. Uh, and will anybody challenge Tampa in the NFC? I mean, it's a, it's a great barometer game this weekend. Do, do you feel like, because I do, that the Bucks are one of those units up front, offensive line in the trenches, and Tom Brady being smart enough you know, to know when to just scud the ball when to live to fight another day, when to throw it into the fifth row. Do you feel like they can um, mitigate the damage of an Aaron Donald and avoid the likes of a Jalen Ramsey and find some other pieces of that defense to pick on a little? Well, you know, I, you know look, I don't want to say that, you know, Leonard Floyd and, you know, some of these other guys, you know, can't be more than guys. They are. But they have to win. You know, they Aaron Donald's going to get an awful lot of attention. Um, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll make sure that he's just not getting, you know, beating one guy 
or splitting a double team. I mean, there'll, there'll be constant attention, and Brady will be a big part of it. He'll be a big part by formation, uh, motions, because Aaron Donald is also uh, being adjusted up and down the line of scrimmage. He may, um, you know, hold the snap count to the very end just to make sure he knows where Donald's going to be. Um, so Brady will be a big part of this chess match. Um, because if you let Aaron Donald ruin your day, he will. Um, he ruined the Colts' day last week, and they they had a chance in that game. So that's I mean that's a good match up front. But then they're, they're, Raheem Morris is doing a lot of stuff defensively. I, I mean I'm, I'm I'd love to you know be in a film room with Tom Brady or Bruce Arians this week and just look at all the different things that they see that the Rams are doing. Because it's it's combination zone, man. It's a lot of different looks. Um, the pressure schemes are look different than a lot of other teams. So uh, it, 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 it's a real challenge, I think, for Tampa this week. It's a good challenge. Yeah. Like, you know, re, regardless of what happens in the outcome of this game, um, it's, it's something that both teams, I think, can really learn from. And it will, they'll benefit from, win or lose in this game. Well, Baldy, you mentioned uh, Bill Parcells at the top of the show, a matchup that we're intrigued by, has a couple of Bill Parcells protégés in it. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. Obviously a tale of two weeks for the Saints in terms of um, what they look like collectively as a football team, particularly on offense. I, I feel like um, Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick are really kind of babying um, Mac Jones right now and, and and kind of being uber conservative about how um, they they navigate yeah. and guide him through this rookie season. Um, Jameis is, is still got some of that no risk it, no biscuit in him. Um, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Well, you know, the, the normal Saints are a perfect example of how this is just a week-to-week league. And you just have to live in seven-day life cycles. Um, you know, he was five touchdowns. Uh, superb week one, and then he ran into Phil Snow in a really talented defense of the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, their longest drive on Sunday against Carolina, Jason, was six plays. Crazy. The week before, they did the exact opposite to the right. Green Bay Packers. They kept Aaron Rodgers on the sideline, and, you know, they took, you know, their sweet time with 10-minute drives in the second quarter by running the ball and, and just melting the clock. And they didn't get any of that against Carolina. And so, you know, the interception showed up, but really under pressure, like real pressure. Right. Uh, you know, where Jason's, uh, where uh, Jameis is moving and getting hit, the ball pops up. So, I mean, there was a play in the game where, you know, the ball went into his left hand and he was trying to throw it in the pocket and he threw it to his left tackle, Taron Armstead. He was trying to get rid of the ball so bad. Uh, it was that kind of pressure. Um, so, and New England can cover like that, but the Jets showed you that New England is not a great run defense. Uh-uh. That you, and, and that's what I, I think Sean Payton is going to look at. Going, we need to get back to the run game. You know, let's get Kamara going. We've got a good offensive line. Uh, let's let's lean on that heavy. And I think that will be a part of it uh, for the Saints. But, you know, you're absolutely right about Mac Jones. I mean, I was charting plays yesterday. I mean, they went a long time in that game 
without throwing the ball 10 yards down the field. Yeah. Um, and you could call it dink and dunk. It's smart. The kid is very accurate. He knows where to go with the ball. And they're very, they're very, uh, they, they will easily take a profit, um, you know, and just keep moving the chains. And Damian, you know, their they're running back is Harris is, is a good player. They lost their right tackle. Their left tackle, I don't know what's wrong with them. Isaiah Wynn is not playing at a good level at all. Um, I don't know what they're going to do at right tackle right now. That seems to be a little bit of an issue. Uh, you know, if I'm the New Orleans Saints, I'm like, I we, we better, you know, if I'm Cam Jordan and some of these guys, this Patrick Turner really showed up, the rookie last week. Like, I, my defensive front's got to win against this offensive line, these two tackles. Well, and I know if you just look at the score, you know what I mean? You, you'd, you'd sit there and say, oh, well, Belichick did to rookie quarterbacks what he does, and they blew that team out. But, Baldy, all those early turnovers, and they weren't really being converted into points. And maybe this no, is my bias because I thought New England was going to be um, – uh, I didn't think they'd be as good as the Bills, but I thought they could push the Bills a little bit, and I thought that they would start to get back to looking like a Bill Belichick team. And maybe I overrated them, or maybe, you know, it is it is still early, obviously. But they haven't passed my eye test either of these first two weeks, at least in terms of what, I, of what I thought they would be. I mean, look, the first two passes that Zach Wilson attempted on Sunday were intercepted. Yeah. And, you know, you think, like, you get off to that kind of a start. Like, you know, this thing is going to be, you know, 20, you know, 24 nothing at half. Yep. Um, and it wasn't anything like that. Jets were hanging around. Their defense had made a ton of plays. Running around um, everywhere. You know, forced field goals. Yep. So, you know, they, they went out and got Hunter Henry and Janu Smith and, you know, whatever you think of Nelson Aguilar or Kendrick Bourne, you know, and you don't really see a lot of it. Uh, you saw a big play to Hunter Henry, you know, and play action. Most of the plays that they even try to get the ball down the field are off real heavy run action. Um, they're protected. They're, they're doing it the right way. But they don't look like they have – the type of explosion in their offense where you're getting these chunk plays that you need to stay with Buffalo right now. Uh, so, but it's early, it's early, you know, I mean, I always, you know, Bill Belichick has always taken the month of September and just try to figure out who they are, what they want to be, what they can be, what their limitations are and how to play. And it's a, it's, it, it, the pro the approach has served them well. And now they've got a rookie quarterback who's, Got two games under his belt. Uh, you can just, you know, you just tell at the podium, you know, he's just a rookie. I mean, yeah. he's still nervous up there answering questions and doing all the things. You know, it's I, – I, I think it's the right approach. Um, they could have easily won that Miami game. They lost. You know, they fumbled at the end, but they could have easily won that game. So they're probably where they need to be right now. Well, Baldy, that takes us up to – our final game for this podcast, the first game of week three, Panthers-Texans. You mentioned Matt Rule, Phil Snow, that defense that has been absolutely suffocating for the Carolina Panthers to this point. Um, very Im impressive group. Um, Sam Darnold taking care of the football by and large, and the Texans, as uh, we started this podcast, one of those teams – Already in a quarterback crisis, Terod Taylor out for the uh, foreseeable future. Davis Mills starting for them. They will not be turning to Deshaun Watson under any circumstances at this point. Um, I know short weeks can be tricky, but 
this seems like a, a, a really good opportunity for Carolina to get to three and zero, and then have uh, about nine days between games. Well, I, you know, I've had the, the good fortune, Jason, of being around Matt Rule quite a bit. Um, I was over at Temple quite a bit, talked to his team a few times, down at Baylor quite a bit. Uh, he's got a house in the Jersey Shore here. Uh, he's, he, he just knows how to put a staff together. He's got a lot of guys that have been with him uh, that know how to teach his scheme, what Phil Snow is doing defensively. Um, he's got a lot of guys that have been with him. Uh, both sides of the ball. And when you look at the talent that Carolina is assembling on defense, Jason, it's elite mm-hmm. talent. Yeah. Brian Burns is a – I'm not going to say – he, he's a big-time player. Derek Brown is a big-time player. They picked up Morgan Fox. They got Hassan Reddick, who played in Phil Snow's scheme at Temple, helped get him, you know, drafted number 13 overall in the NFL. Um J.C. Horn is a good football player to go with Dante Jackson, Rashawn Melvin. You know, Jeremy Chin is today's modern safety. He can line up. They've got talent. And when you watch them play, last year, because they didn't have the talent and the skill that they have now, they were largely a zone team. You know, and that's okay. But when you're going against Tom Brady and you're going against Drew Brees, if you're going to line up in zone, they're going to carve you up. You got to change up. And now they're able to do that. And they're able to really mix it up. You know, and then on offense, you know, this Joe Brady, I don't know how long he's going to be able to stay, Jason. I mean, yeah. he his ability to get guys matched up the way he wants them matched up, to make it really identifiable and easy for Sam Darnold is kind of amazing. It, it starts with McCaffrey, but it's not just McCaffrey. It, you know, it's DJ Moore. It's this, you know, Silstra. It's they it's getting to their tight ends and they've got three really good tight ends. They're a good football team. The offensive line is okay. Um, they're getting around that right now. Uh, it's not great. They've got a couple of good players. They're playing well together, but you know, the first thing you look at when you look at a Matt rule team is look at turnovers and look at penalties. Like they're just not going to be up there. You're going to take care of the football and you're going to keep penalties to a minimum. And it's easy to say, everybody preaches that, but look at the stat sheet at the end of these games. They're not doing those things that get you beat. And so Matt's job, his mentor, he had two of them, you know, was Joe Paterno and it was Tom Coughlin. And those guys um, delegated the game to their assistants and to their coordinators. And then they just ran the show. You know, what are we doing here? Are we blitzing? Are we going for it? Right. Uh, are we kicking a field goal? I mean, are we challenging this? Like, he's freed up to do all these things. And he's very engaged. And you'll see a very well-coached football team in a short week on Thursday night against the Texans. Yeah, I am fired up for it. The The Panthers, one of seven unbeaten teams heading into week three. They all reside in one of three divisions, Paul. The, the AFC West, the NFC West or the NFC South. We'll see how many of those seven um, are still undefeated when we do this again next week. Thank you guys for listening to this week three edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. Uh, Please, again, uh, subscribe. Follow us on on the Odyssey app, uh, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, You can give us feedback on Twitter, at Jason Lockenfora, or at Baldy NFL. 
and uh, Baldy, I hope you have safe travels. I doubt you've got another home game. I don't think they dole them out back to back like that. But uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm I'm headed I'm heading to Kansas City. All right, Chargers and Chiefs. Uh, really looking forward to it. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't have the stats in front of me here, uh, Jason. Uh, I don't know that Patrick Mahomes, you know, has ever lost two games in a row in the NFL. Maybe doesn't it seem like it. It doesn't seem like it. So. Uh, that's what the, that's one of the challenges that the Chargers are up against, but I'm anxious to see Brandon Staley and what he does to try to slow this you know this juggernaut of an offense down, and if they can somehow keep them under 30 points, uh, that's that's uh, you know a big challenge for Brandon in the defense this week. Well, one of the more fascinating games of the week. We can't wait to hear your take on it next week, and we can't wait to get back with you guys a week from now. Thank you for listening and enjoy the games.